You're listening to Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Sara Gilani, and I recently got to chat with up-and-coming indie artist Nep. At just 20 years old, she is a storyteller at heart, and she came into the studio to discuss her soon-to-be-released EP, Nep Storybook. Here's our conversation. Do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Hey, everybody. My name's Nep. I'm from Florida, born and raised. Um, but my dad's actually from Canada. Yeah, I um, I make like indie music. Um, I'm on tour with Grant Perez right now, and it's my first tour, and as you can tell, my voice is giving out. This is the second to last show, and yeah, my voice is ready to be done. <laughs> it's okay. You're, you're almost done. You're getting there. You're getting yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, so what sort of influenced you to start out, and like, how do you think that TikTok has impacted your career? That's so interesting, yeah. To start out, honestly, do you know Cave Town? Yes. Yeah, when I was 13, I didn't really play anything yet. But I watched Cave Town videos and I was like, oh, I want to make YouTube videos. <laughs> I want to play ukulele. So I got a ukulele and um, I just started learning like every Cave Town song I could. Honestly, Cave Town's like the reason I make music, which is so funny. Um, and then I got a guitar and that was in like ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 20 now. And yeah, I just started writing and writing and writing. And honestly, I was writing really bad songs for like a really long time. <laughs> and I didn't even think about TikTok because back then it was musically, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was more like lip syncing, like, like, like <laughs> it didn't really have anything to do with like small creators. And then I started making TikToks for like seriously my sophomore year of college. And it's so funny because every time I'm like ill or sick, that's when the videos do good, which I think is so funny. So when I did Soup Song, that was the first TikTok I ever had to go, like, micro-viral, I would say. Um, and I was so sick in that video. I hated that video. I was like, I just want to post something so that people know I have a new song. And then it hit the algorithm, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, wait, I see how this works. So, yeah, I definitely think that is the song that got me, like, a lot of, I don't know, not, like, fan base, but, like, people that want to keep listening to what the new things I keep putting out um yeah. I think TikTok's really good for that because otherwise like this is my first time playing live I don't have any live fan base but I have people come up to me after the shows and be like I heard your song on TikTok that's crazy like it really just makes more people hear what they never would have before which I think is really cool yeah yeah that's really that's really cool how you were like able to like use that and that's so funny that you were literally like sick every time yeah I was sick in that video I was sick in the rocket ship video. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I wish I still had the original videos because after every take, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> like, start getting, like, sneezing and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not, like, sick right now, but I'm ill right now. So maybe the show tonight will be, like, the best one yet. Who knows? Maybe the show will be the best one yet. Maybe this interview will go viral. Yeah. Who knows? I think that's just what has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I wanted to talk about, like, some of your early stuff because you've mm-hmm. evolved a lot from that For stuff, sure. which is, like, super, like, acoustic, like, mm-hmm. very bare. Um, and now your newer stuff, you have Fender, you have Soup Song, mm-hmm. A Big Brown Dog Named Bagel, yeah. and, like, Eat It Too. Those are kind of the ones on your, like, EP right now. Yeah, yeah. And they all have such, like, a different vibe. I feel like they all, like, fit, like, a very different genre. So, like, Honestly, where did that come from? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, so I go to, like, a music school. I study sound engineering, but I'm mm-hmm. part of a music school. Mm-hmm. And um, I fell in with the jazz kids freshman year. Okay, because you have such a jazz yeah. influence, which is like, I can hear mm-hmm. it through a lot of your songs. Oh, awesome. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so fun. It's really good. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I fell in with the jazz kids. And honestly, it like obviously helped me like hearing things through a jazz perspective. 
But it also, like, so, like what? the songs I wrote freshman year of college sucked. They were so <laughs> bad. They were all, like, trying to be, like, super over jazzy, if that makes sense. And it was just, like, I was trying too hard. But I think going overboard with that definitely made me be like, okay, what is my style? Like, all of these people that I know, my roommate, my ex-boyfriend, their styles were all, like, so jazzy. And I was like, I don't want to be just jazz. So I was like, let me just try making whatever song that I want. So I would just hear a song, like Soup Song. I was listening to Kimya Dawson, and I was like, I want to write a song like this. So then I did. And then, like, Eat It Too, I was listening to a lot of Ella Fitzgerald, and I was like, I want to write a song like that. So I did. Like, that whole kind of thing. So the EP as it is right now is like a waterfall. So all the ones that are out, um, we're going to keep adding ones to it until, like, finally the whole project releases. And they're all, like, so different and so weird. And I literally, I love it so much because it's just me finding the genre that I settled into the best but still like being really proud of the ones that I didn't really settle into Mm -hmm. you know I would say I definitely fell into like folk that's Mm -hmm. definitely my my thing I think but Eat It Too was so fun because I have a bunch of jazz musicians at my disposal at my school why not get like a super nice piano ballad with like upright bass and jazz drums it was it was it was a really cool experience yeah this kind of goes off of that a little bit but are you looking to kind of have more of a specific sound or is it just like experimenting for you I think right now, definitely just experimenting, but I do think, I mean, this is my prediction. You can quote this later if I'm wrong. I do think I'll settle into, like, folk, indie folk, because that's where a lot of my mutuals are, like, a lot of my friends online, Um, and I just feel like I actually did find people that I, like, identify with, you know, Um, but right now I'm having so much fun doing whatever I want, so I don't know. Maybe I'll do that forever. (laughs) So the album you were saying is going to be, like, more of a waterfall, like, you're just going to keep adding on to it, like, song by song? I think we're going to release one, two, three, four more before it finally comes out, so that would be nine or eight out of 12. There's 12 on it. But you got to take that with a grain of salt, because my songs are, like... (laughs) like a minute long so it's not really like your full length album um but yeah we're calling it an ep because i want to have a debut album like later on okay um yeah so right now the ep that's out will just keep getting added to it until like early next year i think Okay, so so we're calling it an EP because you want the like debut album. Yeah, like, set. I was okay. like, I want that title for when I actually make like a cohesive something. Okay, so the EP is called Nep Storybook, right? Yes. Okay, can you talk a little bit about the concept of that? Yeah, um, so it kind of goes back to the whole eclectic thing we were talking about where all the songs are different. I was like, I want to make a project just to showcase everything that I wrote after I got out of that whole weird jazz funk. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of just like, okay how do I write songs people always ask me that like how do I what's my process for songwriting and I don't have one (laughs) so it's the hardest question ever um because the way I write songs is I just like write stories essentially I don't really think about like the chords or the musical part of it until the story's written um so yeah I realized with all these songs that I was you know writing and putting out that like some of them were stories that were real stories in my life like soup song and some of them were totally like made up essentially like a big brown dog named bagel um i just like fantasized and made up that story so i was like okay that's a cool concept and i like really like cute like concise words so i was like nep's storybook is so cute like i totally would love to have a project called that um and yeah it's essentially just like 12 random stories that are like is it real is it not will you ever know i don't know but yeah it's it's um it's like my storybook. I don't, yeah. 
it's gonna be really cool. The the album art, I mean, I'll give you like everybody who's listening like a little tidbit. The album art I'm like drawing it right now is gonna be this huge like compilation of all these different like imagery from the the different songs. So I'm gonna make like a little treasure hunt, and if you can find like all whatever like 36 like mentions from the songs, like. You get a sticker or something. I don't know. <laughs> You're like submit first hundred people to submit what yeah. you think you have. <laughs> like yeah. get free merch or something. Yeah, that'd be so cool. <laughs> There's your marketing idea. <laughs> get on that. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah. Okay. Well, you you gave me a sneak peek, but that was exactly what I was about to ask you. Yay. So you're you're just on top of it. But um, I was gonna say like you kind of gave like a sneak peek to like the cover concept on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And oh, you saw that? Cool. I'm looking. I'm digging. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I'm there. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, you have the cover concept on your Instagram, mm-hmm. and then you have the like storybook hoodie that you've kind uh-huh. of been selling for merch. Yeah. Yeah. So like, how much of the design process are you involved with for that kind of stuff? Like, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I... Honestly, it probably would have been better if I made merch that didn't look like that because it took so long to produce because the design, it's all on the back and it's, like, on the arms and stuff. So it takes, like... Someone has to, like, custom print all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was like, no, that's what I want. So that's what we made. Um, and, yeah, I drew... That's, like, all 12 drawings from each of the songs. And I drew all of it. I sent it all in. We got the placement right. We got the material how I wanted it. Like, yeah, totally, 100% involved. Awesome. <laughs> That's so sick. And, like, with the, like, sneak peek conversation, yeah. um, are there any songs you're, like, really looking forward to putting out? Oh, for sure. Honestly, there's this one song that I've been singing at every show that I hadn't shown anybody before this. Cottontail is his name. And it I added this sing-along at the end of it because I was, like... Oh, my songs, because Grant's whole, Grant has a full band, but I am just acoustic and guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, how can I engage people at this huge show? And I added sing-alongs to my set, and this, like, I get people to sing this one part, and then they keep singing it while I sing the next part. And it's only not worked in one city, so hopefully it works tonight, <laughs> which it probably will. I'll make sure it works. But yeah, that song is, is super exciting. I made it after um, Mitski's... I love everybody. Strawberry Blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Misky Scarlet Strawberry Blonde is like the inspiration for that song. So right now you're opening for Grand Prize, mm-hmm. as you were talking about, and mm-hmm. it's your first time on tour. Yeah. So how's that experience been for you? Honestly, so crazy. I mean, because the first show we were in Santa Ana, and um, it was, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a 200 cap show. So like 200 people fit in the room. And that was already daunting enough for me because the only other people I'd played for before that was like So Far Sounds, which are like 40 people usually. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, okay, I got this. And then we get to the venue and people on my team were there and they were like, this doesn't look like a 200 cap venue. And I was like, well, what does it look like? They were like, like a thousand. And I was like, a thousand? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I really, and then I was in the green room the whole time. So the only time I saw the crowd was when I stepped out on stage and the lighting designer put the lights on the crowd so I could see them. And I was literally just like jaw dropped. Like it ended up being a 1200 cap room. So it was literally insane. I don't know how I did. I was so like nervous and excited, but it's been cool. Cause I used to get so nervous singing in front of people. Music school, like I hated singing for my assignments in front of people. And then... On this tour, honestly, I only really get nervous, like, 
maybe for the 10 minutes before I go out and then for like 30 seconds of the first song and then I'm like fine so it's been really interesting getting to that place where I know that I'm not gonna be singing bad because I'm nervous because that was a huge thing for me in school was oh I I sound so bad when I'm singing because I'm literally adrenaline is just flowing out of my body and I'm so scared to sing in front of all my friends but I found that it's way easier to sing in front of honestly big audiences and people that don't know you (laughs) like my mindset is just like Grant's fans are so nice already they don't care if I mess up really (laughs) like it's not a big deal and that's it goes for the same if you're singing in front of people you know they don't care but it just took like (laughs) 1200 people staring at me and cheering at me for me to realize that I guess (laughs) great so you're you're gonna be like killing it when you're headlining maybe I think I think headlining will be so cool because Grunt's fans like know every word to his songs every single word like they're singing it back to him and I had one moment in oh god where was that was it Seattle yeah Seattle where the guy um he was like near the back and I heard him singing along I have two songs at the end and he was singing along to the second to last song and I was like shout out whoever knows the words and then I sang my last song and he made his way like to the front to sing with me and it was just so sweet and I was like dude people know my songs like it's so weird to me that anybody could know like the words to my little songs so I can imagine a headline tour would be insane like I mean, you barely have to sing. You can just say, like, sing. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick. You're like, guys, yeah, like, take like, over. Yeah, I'm like, guys, take over. Sing along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think headline would be super cool. Definitely a little bit of work to do before then. Final question. Mm. Um, who are you listening to right now that the listeners should know about? Ooh. Oh, such a good question. Can I check my Spotify? Yeah, of course. This is not, like, an an unfound artist i've been listening to the the lorax soundtrack a lot recently <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it's so amazing um rocco rocco yellow honestly he's one of grunt's friends kevin atwater just released this crazy song why did you invite me to your wedding it's literally so insane oh my god and of course daffo i think daffo just put out like a whole album they're like a super cool I found them on TikTok, honestly, but also kind of yodely. So, like, okay. I love anything that's, like, micro yodely. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I would say Daffo above all. Listen to Daffo's new project. Awesome. Yay. Thank you so much for coming to the yeah, studio. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm sorry my voice sounded like a monster at some parts. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. You're, just, you're getting through it. The yeah. Canadian cold yep. is hitting you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks once again to Nett for chatting with us. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I'm Sarah Gilani.